You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. I'm sure we started surprise. Yeah, you did because you went surprise. Yes. Okay. So we must have went back a question for some reason. Do you rely? Okay. Uh, it is smart to have a deep appreciation for economic and investing history. History helps us calibrate our expectations, study where people tend to go wrong, and offers a rough guide of what tends to work. But it is not in any way a map of the future. That's on page one, two, three. Do you rely on past performance before making investments? I look at that type of stuff quite often. <coughs> like in relation to like charts and stuff like that, I look at them quite often as to mm-hmm. like what is done before. Um, and even I think we've had, we've gone through a number of like um, events in recent history um, to understand whether there's an economic crash along the way or coming or has it come and gone mm-hmm. and what's coming next, if that makes any sense. And what are the, the things or variables and things that take place within that? Um, so yeah, I do kind of rely on history, but I know... Um, I forget. I don't even know too sure what the point was. Um, I don't know. You can't rely on like history to dictate obviously what's going to take place obviously in the future. There's anything can take place in the future. Mm. No, definitely, of course. I, I haven't. I don't think I've made enough investments to fully give a proper answer on this. But what I would say is. Yes, you have to. You have to look at history. So even buying property, for instance, and if you okay, even when you buy, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> even when you buy property, you will look at the history of what properties in that area, similar properties, have sold for mm. in the past, and then you'll, um, yeah. So you look at history of what it's sold for because you don't want to be paying over the odds. But then if there's an, a, a solid appreciation from the last five years, you can see that then you'll know, okay, I can pay this knowing that it will it's likely to appreciate by X amount in the next five years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you look at it like that, then you would look at the past to, to help you make a decision going forward in the future. Yeah, no, of course, it, as P rightly said, it doesn't predict the future, but it can mm. kind of give you an inkling of what previous cycles looked like, at least if you can see that there's a trend been set it's more likely to follow the trend than not but that's yeah. not to suggest that is it the will. case because within the, any investment <coughs> there's always risk that you could lose you could lose your original investment so mm-hmm. just always be aware of that when investing I mean like even a, a most recent one I say like amongst us or certainly the, the groups anyway or group mm-hmm. is um, so it would be, would be cryptocurrency so like mm. 2017 like it would it would have varied in regards to how much in fact I, I reckon we all kind of invested roughly the same amount but in different places and with that a lot of people not yeah a, within our group a lot of people were successful or did very well um, yeah did very sorry did very well kind of like pause for a second um, yeah did well so 2017 stroke 18 
Um, and then it died down, completely died down. And then obviously there was a bit of a resurgence. Mm -hmm. And then obviously at this moment in time, it's gone to like, I don't want to say new lows, but is that what people say is pretty much the bottom before it would, it may shoot back up at some given point towards the end of the year. But through history and understanding, okay, cool. My guy, my, my guy over there, my friend, he was very successful and he made a lot of money through investing or investing over here. And then obviously that cycle came back, came back around again and he was successful. Like, I don't want to say you'll be silly not to um, be successful this time around because everyone's pockets are a little bit different and everyone's circumstances are different as well as it as it alludes to obviously in the book. Like, only one person might be able to invest X amount, but another person might only be able to invest um, this amount. Um, but I guess what I'm, what I'm leading to is you know that this is kind of for real and this is going to come back around again. And I guess in those situations about positioning yourself, to ensure you're in the right place to execute what will be that trade or execute what would be a winning investment. Mm -hmm. But do you, and I was going to say, what do you consider a winning a winning investment? Um, one, I don't. Know, I was just going to give a simple answer there. One way you're successful, one way you make money. But obviously, that's again might be subjective or objective as to how much money you make, really. Mm. Um, but like, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all relative to obviously how much you invest, really. But cool. The mental trick we play on ourselves here is that over in over admi admiration of people who have been there, done that. When it comes to money, are there any investors you would follow and take their advice? See, that's interesting as well, and the reason why I say this interesting because I know it touches on, touches on this in the book as to. Um, what might be a good trade for one person doesn't necessarily mean it's a good trade for you. Um, and I think that's really, really interesting because that person might be in a trade long-term, whereas your finances might only dictate that you can only invest in it short-term. And I think I've made that mistake actually during the pandemic where I invested in stocks mm. and actually there became a time where I actually needed that money. And I was hoping I'd be able to, um, or make enough money where I can pull some money out, but it dipped, which I expected it to actually. What did I expect it to? Um, like yes and no. Like I do understand like things go up and things go down. So it wasn't surprised it went down. But at the point where I needed the money, it wasn't where I needed it to be. So I had to actually pull the money out. Um Do I Yeah, I do. Just I like to just kinda of understand what's going on. But I can't think of anyone specifically who I I watch and I actually listen to. So like obviously I know on Sundays when we're boxing and stuff like that, we talk about some of the videos and things that we're watching as well. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, sometimes I look at those 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 tips and tricks and stuff like that, and just just I I, I might just see as to whether that's the right move for myself. I look mm. at people, but I can't I can't necessarily I take on everyone's advice. See, in regards to the trading, like the stocks, was it? See, when you was doing it though, did you put put it in with the intent of being it short term or long term? The stocks, yeah. Um, both actually, because my intention was, um, I'm not too sure how I long I wanted to leave it in there, but my intention was to leave it in there to the point where it, it, um, oh God, it made enough money where I can put, I can pull out my initial investment. Mm. So I just wanted to pull out my initial investment. Yeah, that was it really. I just wanted to pull out my initial investment. So I saw an opportunity, things are tanked, like really tanked. Mm. I thought, cool, great opportunity, let me put some money in um, and hopefully 
there is some form of a bounce. I wasn't too sure how long the pandemic was going to last. Um, even in regards to, um, I can think of a couple. Let's yes, you look at the aviation um, sector. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like even now, like you're hearing like real issues in regards to that sector. Um, I never believed it would last this long. We're in 2022. Mm. Back in 2020, I never believed this would have lasted like this long as to that sector specifically. Yeah. Now that sector is pretty much on its, I don't say it's on its knees, but like it's got some real issues there. Mm. Quite surprised a lot of them bounce back. Yeah, they started, yeah with, with the oil, well, fuel fuel crisis, I'd say that also hits them big as well. So yeah. um, a lot of uh, domino effects going on. Correct. What about you, Mace? Uh, no one I can think of that I follow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I similar to yourselves, I watch like different YouTube videos that we speak about. Um, some I don't know if I'd take all their advice on, but I just it just it makes me aware of what stocks are good, what stocks are to consider. So someone who I would though. Is definitely um, it's a, it's a cliche name to say, but Warren Buffett. Uh, I read his book, The Snowball, and just uh, it's almost like an autobiography, some of somewhat of his of how he got into investing and why he invests and he does the sort of investments that he does. But if I was to follow anyone's, I'd definitely follow Warren Buffett's advice. That's like a it's like a cheat code, to be fair. But yeah, if I had to name someone, that would be him at this moment in time. Is there any reason why? Because he's so successful at it. He's the, one of the most successful investors to live. Pretty much. <coughs> uh, cool. Anything else? On surprise? No, no. I mean, like, to add to the point before I move on. Oh, no, 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 no. Two dangerous things happen when you rely too heavily on investment history as a guide to going on to, to a guide to what's going on to happen next. One, you'll likely miss the outlier events that move the needle the most, i.e., the Great Depression, World War Two, World War Two, the dot com crash, nine eleven, and obviously the most recent that we know of, COVID nineteen. That's on page one two five. The majority of what's happened in any given moment in the global economy can be tied back to the handful of past events that were nearly impossible to predict. What you should learn when you make a mistake because you did not anticipate something is that the world is difficult to anticipate, that that's the correct lesson to learn from surprises, that the world is surprising. Are you still surprised or shocked about the... (coughs) Are you still surprised or shocked about events or incidents that occur just in, in the... the general space of the media nah nothing nothing surprised me especially in the current day state time climate period age we are in right now nothing surprising me and it might not maybe i wasn't as switched on or focused as i am now but it feels like these things are happening one after the other, like literally consecutively like as in like uh, some kind of major world event, unless it's just being put in front of our eyes more blatantly than it has been before. But it just feels like, so we had, we we had still kind of have, but it's not shutting down everything. We had COVID. It's almost like, it was like, it was like this kind of transition like that from COVID to UK and Russia. Yeah. And now it's like, 
monkeypox. Like, it's just, it's literally just one thing, and these are the things blatantly in front of our face. There's obviously other stuff as well. If you if you go to more independent news um, channels or media media um, providers, that you'll find out as well. Whereas before, it didn't seem like maybe I wasn't paying as much attention. Like obviously we had um, 9-11 and then in, uh, before that I can't remember and after that I could I remember back in the when we were young we used to have the R, the RA bombings they used to be the thing do you remember yeah, I, mean, I think we had Iran as well like Iran I think was an issue yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Elin they had the, the thing with the, but IRA things were were a big thing but I just don't remember younger when I was younger things seeming so dramatic and sudden as they are in the last two three years it just feels like it's just constant at the moment and nothing is shocking. Now that we've had our whole world essentially locked down by something, it feels like that, that, that car can be pulled at any time now and it won't be a surprise or a shock. Mm. We've got, well, it's linked in, but fuel crisis, as you said. Yeah. With petrol now saying, you know, gone crazy and the price of, and your gas and electric and all the rest of it. So... It just it just seems like it's it's just never ending one thing after the other. Mm-hmm. So what was your question? Because I wanted to add to it. <laughs> never ceased to amaze me. So anything it's surprise? <laughs> <laughs> Are you still surprised or shocked about events or incidents that occur? No, I mean, just to echo what Major said. <laughs> the answer is no. Um, I was going to say. Like, have you heard, um, <clears throat> have you seen what happened to Justin Bieber? Oh, no. his this paralyzed, paralyzed face or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so like half Go his on, face is paralyzed. Since um, when? Um, to say this week, I think it is. How'd that happen? Is it, did he have a stroke? Um, no, it actually looks, actually, you know what? Actually, he's not too dissimilar to a stroke, what would look like. <laughs> I, I saw literally that uh, picture, but I didn't read the story or nothing. Um, so I'm not even too sure what I'm going to say next is linked to that I think it is or linked to the monkey box so I saw a comment somewhere where someone said or it might have been a newspaper paper article where it said like so I'm, again I'm not necessarily talking about Justin it could be monkey pox where like for that to happen like people who can have it needed to have chicken pox which we probably all had or, and COVID-19 I just thought you know, you just like turn the page, like this is more like, I don't say propaganda, but more nonsense um, to get people, not even excited, but um, I don't know, on their toes as to what potentially could happen next as to like getting monkeypox or the fact that a celebrity is fallen ill, which is really sad, mm. but the fact that it can happen to you next, you yeah. know, in that, have you had chicken pox before? Have you had COVID-19 before? Well, a lot of us have a co- lot of us kind of been exposed to COVID in some way shape before, mm-hmm. and chickenpox was something that a lot of us had many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. So that would leave a lot of the population at risk to getting whether it's monkeypox or the thing that Justin Bieber had. Okay. But yeah, you can't really take some of these things seriously anymore. Yeah, so nothing, nothing surprises. No, no, no. Any no. one of us, because same answer, coincidentally. No. I mean, even in regards to the monkey box, I know we we're talking about yeah. the whole, um, the sex thing. So I've, I've read something on social media. Um, trusted source. Yeah, yeah, trusted source. Yeah, trusted source. But I mean, like, like if you're having sex, you're, you're at risk of, of getting monkey box. And obviously- if you're having sex with who? Mm. <laughs> 
well, I said, whether you're having sex, don't be, don't be trying to put me under no pressure here. Well, no, it's, 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 I'm sure it's, it's for a particular. But I've had both. I've had both. So. <laughs> I've had both. I've had both, mate. Revelations and that. No, no, no. I've had both. That's the reason why I have not said nothing. No, peas are the. You lot, I don't know what you lot on me. If you let me finish, then you would understand why we're laughing. Okay, go on. Because it's it's been said that it's through homosexual sex that the sex that's passing it on. Oh or, yeah, no. Okay, so you, <laughs> so you've had both. No, I've heard, but I've heard both. That's what I said. I've heard both. You had both. You said, you said you you had had. both. You did. You, you said not, you had both. You said had. No, definitely not had. <laughs> definitely not had. Yeah. I've heard both. That's the reason. That's why I said it. That's why I didn't mention any homosexual stuff to begin with, and I kept it quite general. Okay. Cool. I didn't hear both. Okay. Cool. Fair enough. No, but what was your we'll finish your point now? Um, before I was rudely interrupted. No. Um, <laughs> um, no, just scaring people as to yeah. what they should and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. As to oh no, we can't have sex. Blah blah blah. So on and so forth. <clears throat> Yeah, that's just uh, the media powers that be. All right, so history can be misleading guide to the future of the economy and stock market because it doesn't account for structural changes that are relevant to today's world. And before we move on to the next chapter, is there anyone that wants to make any points or questions? Um, yeah, I just found it really interesting um, <coughs> as to... I'll just read it anyway. Mm-hmm. As a small amount, sorry, a small amount of events shaped the future on here on earth. What would be, sorry, what would life be like without Thomas Edison, Bill Gates and MLK, technology and social norms? It said that, and I could be wrong, I could be wrong by a, by a zero, but it says 0.0000000004% were perhaps responsible for the world's events over the past century. So, yeah, I just find that remarkable as to um, only a really small percentile of individuals have been responsible for some of the um, world's most historical events. And again, obviously, it talks about what would life be like without maybe an MLK? Where would we be at this moment in time as to social injustice and things like that? Or even Thomas Edison in regards to light or electricity <coughs> and Bill Gates, you know, who's obviously still with us here today. Um still very busy in the pharmaceutical industry but I mean as to him and technology you know where would we be where, where would we be where would we be today do you not think it would be someone else oh sorry one second go on things? say that again <clears throat> do you not think someone else would have done those same things that they've achieved maybe or maybe not but I mean I guess you know sometimes it just takes something really really small someone as in a very very small percentile of the population um, to do something or invent something, and that yeah. just shapes the complete shapes the the the, the um the course of them. Um, yeah, well. similar to the Wright brothers who um invented the plane. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Anything, Miss? Not for myself. <coughs> right, thirteen, chapter thirteen. Room for error. History is littered with good. Is it ad- room for change? Room for error. Okay, maybe maybe wrong. <coughs> Do you want to check it? Um, yeah, why not? Go for it. It's called Room for Error, chapter 13. I will check that. Please do. And as we wait... Could be both. 
Yeah. <laughs> Says room for error, but I, I put, <laughs> put room for change. <laughs> change gonna come. Well, there was a room for error, and you made it, <laughs> so it's all good. History is littered with good ideas taken too far, which are indistinguishable from bad ideas. The wisdom in having room for error is acknowledging that uncertainty, randomness, and chance unknowns are an ever-present part of our life. The only way to deal with them is by increasing the gap between what you think will happen and what can happen while still while still leaving the capable of fighting another day. That's on the page 138. Margin of safety. You can also call it room for error or redundancy. Is the one of the one is the one effective way to safely navigate a world that is governed by odds, not certainties, and almost everything related to money exists in that kind of world. Is there any is there any aspect of life that doesn't warrant a margin of safety? I can't think of one. Mm. Can you think of one? Um, I couldn't. I couldn't. To be fair, I'm sure. I did ponder it, but there wasn't there wasn't much that came up where I didn't have to go back on my answer. Huh. Mace is in deep thought over there. Oh uh, yeah, <coughs> I'm trying to. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> trying to prove they're ninjas, <laughs> uh, Yeah. We won't, we won't focus yeah. too much on it. Yeah, yeah. So. The great area pursuing things where a range of potential outcomes are acceptable is the smart way to proceed. That's on page 139. Stock analysts give their clients price targets, not price ranges. Economic forecasters predict things and with, with precise targets, not price ranges. Really broad, really broad probabilities. When making financial plans... How do you under or over budget, for example, holidays or starting a project? <clears throat> um, I don't know if there's a, I'm not too sure if there's a science behind it or there's a need for a deep answer. I don't know, I just look at affordability. What can I afford and what can I not afford, really? Yeah, but <clears throat> see, before you start it, do you, do you think that you go over budget? Like, say, for example, you're starting a project. You may think, right, I need to make sure I get, for example, a particular insurance or I need to get these these products in place. I need to give X, Y, and Z. And you do the initial, I guess, roundup of <coughs> calculations. Would you say you're normally under budget or over budget? And I think you generally over budget. I mean, I think you generally over budget or... You're speaking for yourself. Yeah, I know. Um, so what do you mean by over budget? So I'm not too sure whether you over cost things or you're saying you under cost things or yeah. you spend over or you spend under. So you over budget. So you almost over cost. You put, you've put more down than you anticipated initially. So when you thought, you might have thought, oh, this project's going to cost me a grand. But when you actually do all the calculations, it's say 1500 per se. Oh, then I'm I'm probably about right, and yeah, um, yeah. Um, at this moment, I'm a kind. Yeah, I'm about right. Would like, you say, for instance, with your book, do you, do you think you spent more than anticipated? Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, actually, that leads <coughs> on to so you're under budgeted. Then. 
Um, yeah, and again, I think the reasons is, or the re yeah, the reasons why is, again, like details and things of the nature are, are quite important to me. So I tend mm. to, um, not that not that I don't want to miss anything, but if I can make something better in some way, shape, or form, which I think you can always make something better, um, then I'll I'll look into the possibilities of being able to do so. But at the same time, although there's a need for it, in my opinion, to come out sooner sooner rather than later, I also think. Um, don't yeah don't rush I mean there's so many things in life that we rush um, a project yeah I think if you're going to rush a project then don't be mad again I think I've, I've heard of that, that Thomas oh god and one of those speakers I forget his name Thomas something Eric Thomas thank you he says don't be mad at the results you did you, don't be mad at the results you didn't Sorry, don't be mad at the results you didn't get from the work you did not do. He says it in a funny accent. You know, he's quite animated. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Don't be sitting here like being pissed, like proper mad as to, oh man, I didn't get like a an A plus or something on my exams, but you're up playing, I don't know, championship manager all night. You know what I'm saying? You can't be mad at um, some of the results. You can't be mad at the results you got. Ninjas be lying, yeah? Because <laughs> <laughs> ninjas ain't seen or tasted those things before. He ain't tasting them lying. Ninjas be lying. Ninjas be lying. I have seen him before. I've That's seen him. I've not had them. You man are lying. You ain't seen him in this country. 100%. You ain't seen those things. You've seen probably similar. Bro, they're milk of dimes. They're Make sure wherever you are, take a picture and send it to me showing me you've seen those things before. Do you know what I'm going to? That do you know, you know where I got them? I, I want to take you. I want to take you. That actual no, On the way back. Do you know what I got? In fact, do you know where it was? It was Hang Lane. Hangling where I charge my car, there's a random shop. I'll take you. Random shop. Yeah, I'm taking you. Random shop. Um, right. Hangalane right next to the post office. All right, cool. Or the postie shop. The what? Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know the same. You know shop. They might have the big bar, brother. No, 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 no. <laughs> they have that. Oh, I, I see yeah. Right. I looked in. I said, "Let's move down the way." That's why I've seen it. <clears throat> oh, so you, I don't even know you go in there. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, that's all good. Oh, anyway, I'll say you don't know about You can grab a few bags. <laughs> no, no, say you bought them from France. I've never had them though. They are bad. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Say you bought them from France. I'm totally off topic. <laughs> Did you say you bought them from France? I got them from. I bought three bags back from France. Yeah, that's a France. Ninjas, boy. Ninjas. Um, what's I going to say? I think when it comes are to. You purposely putting them there <laughs> so I can't get there. What's wrong with the random? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that when it comes to big projects, no, they weren't. Oh. when it comes to when it comes to big projects, I um I over budget because yeah. I have that I have that almost that um what do you call it that I don't want to say scared but definitely like that fear factor that I won't be able to I won't have enough money or won't be able to do what I need to achieve so I definitely over budget. Or I definitely, if it's not, even if it doesn't come to actually me putting a budget together, I'll definitely have reserves in the bank or reserves there if I need to dip into them. That's definitely when it comes to like big projects. And big projects I'm talking about doing up a place or buying a buying a place, something like that. I definitely, like I'd rather, I'm more risk averse. Risk of, I'm more risk averse. I won't go and, um, yeah, I just won't over over overextend myself to the point where it's a real battle or a struggle mm -hmm. when it comes to a big project definitely things like yeah like holidays I think was the example you gave what was one of the examples things like holidays and stuff 
Um, I don't really do big bougie holidays like that. Like, if I'm honest, my my intent to be more uh, an uh, an adventure, and with that, so you won't get me booking a five star all inclusive, um, sandals thing that comes to free bags or whatever. That's not really my style. So, with that. Man will book some. Man will move around and just f- find things, but that's easier to budget for because you know the cost of your flights. You can book accommodation in advance, and then you just need your little spending money. So that's a little bit easier for to, to, for me anyway to budget for because I can pay a lot of that upfront or budget. It's easier to budget for upfront because it's not going to be hidden costs or costs come out the woodworks you weren't expecting when you've already booked your car, your accommodation, and your flights. <coughs> It's then down to your spending and that's just whether you want to book a fancy restaurant or do this or do that excursion, that price. It's just a lot easier when you pay up front or know your costs in advance. Mm. Cool. Harvard psychologist Max Bazerman once showed that when analysing other people's home... (coughs) Other people's home renovation plans, most people estimate the project will run between 25 and 50% over budget. But when it comes to their own projects, people estimate that the renovations will be completed on time and and at budget. Hmm. Oh, the eventual disappointment. Hmm. It's on page 140. Why do you think we under budget for ourselves and over budget for others? I could speak from experience on this. Yeah, because you're, yeah. you're pretty much um, in the field. Because you just... It's, it's weird, <laughs> but you kind of... I don't even know. And a, and a funny thing is I've spoken to other people about this as well who have done similar and things have gone have um, gone on bef- beyond the expected time frame. And... I think when you're involved with something, especially when you've got a proper vested interest in it, whether that whether it's um it's close to your heart, you, sometimes you can't take a step back and really eva- take in all the external factors. So one of my things was, well, there's a few things, but one of them was the fact that COVID was kicking in and things were closing down for a time period and all that kind of stuff, um, which delayed my projects a little bit. But... It's just, I think, because you're so close. To, where sometimes when you're so close and involved with something, you cannot see the, the something from the trees, whatever that chain is. Yeah, no, you can't. You you just can't see it. Like you can't take a step, two steps back, and just look at the bigger picture. Whereas when it's something you're not so invested or close to, you can actually see all the possible risk factors or external factors which might um, play a part in delaying or seeing something go over budget or a price increase. I, that's the only, that's the best way I can describe it. That just when you're involved with something and it's close to you, you can't see, you can't see, it's just like you, you just, you just really can't see anything going wrong. Not with, not with your baby that you're working on. Blinded. Everything's going to, everything's going to run seamlessly. Blinded by love. Maybe it's that, mm. but it's, and I've spoken to a couple of people about this as well. And they said the same thing and they work in the same field as me as well, mm. where we see projects every day run either a <coughs> over budget or, or the program of works is delayed or extended beyond its set period. We see it all the time and we could even forecast seeing it as well because of ABC. I've got a project I've got at the moment, which is delayed and I could foresee that coming from months before because of all the stuff that needs to be done. But then when it comes to your own, you just can't see it sometimes. Do you know what? <coughs> Actually, let's say completely different. Uh, yeah, completely different. Um, and I try to even break down some of the factors that you're referring to as to, 
you being able to foresee other parts <coughs> not running necessarily on time. And that just feels down to the emotional attachment of his, of his mind. Um, I mean, we spoke about budgets and stuff like that moments ago. I think of his mind, um, and let's say I have the frugality of Mason or yourself, mm. um, more often than not, like you know, like you can't afford to go over budget. Whereas at this moment in time, or not even this moment in time, sometimes when you're working within a company frame or structure, it's not your money. Mm. It is not your money. So you are prepared to, okay, cool. Yeah, we can spend this amount. Or you again, because you're not, you don't have the emotional attachment. Yeah, it can run a couple of weeks over, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And I think once that um, branches out into um, teams of people, then naturally you get the whole HS2 where it's about 3 billion. I don't even know what, like, I don't even know too how, I'm not even too sure how much of a budget is, but then you begin to um, see things of that nature. I don't know, just my perspective anyway, but I, completely, I could be completely off the mark. Mm-hmm. <coughs> no, I have what saying completely. Um, no, you both <coughs> bring valid points to the table. I think it is when we are on our own projects we're definitely emotionally attached so yeah like similar as you the point that you made Mace about almost it being your baby so you're it can't go wrong it's it's in my possession it's it's what I'm doing so I was gonna ask so in terms of your budgeted startup cost for your business and what it came to mm. was you in line and then there must have been unforeseen oh elements that cropped up all the time they still still they still have to take into account of things that happen all the time um so yeah now when you first start when, when we first started the business you we obviously had a cost that we knew we was gonna have to originally invest in but then you don't think about the unseen costs that creep up and just bite you on your ass. So yeah, we tend to, and that's obviously our own project. So I guess if we had an outsider looking in, they may have been able to say, no, that I could have told you that I was going to come. But also that comes with experience and also knowing mm. <coughs> the industry and whatever. <coughs> but um, yeah, no, as I said, relating to your both points, uh, emotionally from your own personal point, you your attachment to the project is gonna it's gonna blind you in somewhat somewhat capacity whereas when you've got someone else's money you're pretty much like no that's gonna go wrong there that's gonna go wrong there and you can be a lot more um detached essentially and give a, a lot more i guess a, a accurate state of state of play or state of mind Oh, mm-hmm.